Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Is This Real Life? A podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. This is your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 40. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Just wanted to make a quick note that there will not be an episode next week because I am going to be traveling to The Hague in the Netherlands for work, but we'll be back the following week, which is the week of Halloween, with a really fun collaboration with another podcast host. So stay tuned. Now, we're not going to do any Spill the Tea this week because there is so much to cover, I think, in the Real Housewives world. So I want to just jump right in because I have a lot of thoughts on the Real Housewives of OC and Real Housewives of Dallas. So the ladies of the OC arrive in Jamaica where they are sporting some culturally inappropriate headwear. They're wearing these knit hats that have fake dreads coming down. It just, (laughs) they're just completely tone deaf on cultural sensitivity. It was just shocking to see people like, and not just people, but like housewives, a bunch of white women wearing these hats with the dreads. What is wrong with you? It's not even that funny. Like, Okay. Anyways, so they arrive at the hotel and are greeted with butlers that are supposed to wait on them 24-7. But they find that there is one problem with the hotel, and that is that the hotel air conditioning is not working. So while it's absolutely gorgeous, that clearly a five-star resort, the ladies are definitely not the most comfortable. So there are three people per suite. There are two suites. And they're asked, you know, who's going to stay in which suite? And Kelly said, Shannon's going with those two, pointing at Gina and Emily. To which Shannon responds, no. And then she's like, Trace Amigas, meaning her, Vicky, and Tamara. Because they call themselves the Trace Amigas since their trip to Mexico earlier in the season. Now, she explains in her confessional that she knows Gina and Emily the least, and she wanted to have fun on this vacation. So she wanted to be with the people that she's most comfortable with. But as we continue watching, it doesn't seem like she's having that much fun on that vacation. And you kind of start to wonder, does Shannon ever have fun anymore? So that night, the ladies all go to dinner, and Shannon finds out while she's at dinner, she gets a text message that the place that she's currently living, which she's renting with her three daughters, has been sold, and so she's going to have to actually move again. And she's really, really unhappy about this. You know, it's definitely a nuisance to have to move. But she's concerned how it'll impact the girls and their stability. They've kind of had a lot of instability in their life with their parents getting 
divorced and moving two times already just in the last year. So Kelly points out, and she's totally right, but it's definitely annoying for Shannon, that, you know, just remind yourself how fortunate you are. And Shannon, you know, is like, well, I understand, but, you know, I don't want to disappoint my kids, to which Kelly says, well, then take them down to the projects where there are people who are really suffering. And, you know, she's not wrong. She's been bringing Jolie to the soup kitchen and feeding the homeless. And it sounds like Jolie is starting to realize that there are a lot of people who don't have the same luxuries that she's been afforded since she was a kid. And it might be helpful for Shannon's kids to realize that as well. Tamara then asks Gina about her living situation. And while Gina's explaining it, Shannon is extremely disengaged. She's on her phone. And it's pretty rude because when she talks, everyone's listening, but she never affords the same attention to others. And there's <laughs> there's so many details that people are talking about with regards to divorce this season between child support and alimony and finances and all of that that like I'm not even married but I feel like I know how to get divorced at this point. <laughs> they are talking about it in such detail that I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting kind of bored by the details about like who lives where and how much money does each person get and what do you do with the kids? It's it's such a strong storyline in at least two of these women's lives this season that it's just exhausting for me. And Kelly just got divorced, but she's not making it the only thing that she's talking about. So I find her storyline just a little bit more interesting. Anyway, so Vicky then, <laughs> this is actually my favorite part of the episode, tries to convince Gina that because she doesn't work and for many other reasons, she should make sure that Matt gets a life insurance policy, that she takes one out actually on Matt, who is going to be her ex-husband, just because in case anything happens to him, I mean, she's completely reliant on him financially. And Gina kind of looks at her like, well, you know, I don't think anything's going to happen to him. And Vicky says, um, the cemetery is filled with people that didn't plan on dying. Wow. Spoken like a true insurance salesperson. I absolutely loved it. She's definitely not wrong. So later during the dinner, as I mentioned before, there is no air conditioning and they're sitting outside and Vicky completely overheats. I've definitely had this happen to me on really, really hot days here in D.C. And she just looks like she's about to pass out. It's as if she's foaming at the mouth. She's just profusely sweating. She's extremely red. And so Tamara comes over and the other ladies and they put cold water on her. Um, it was just it was kind of funny. She was laughing. Everyone was laughing. But I'm very glad there was no incident where Vicky had to be rushed to the hospital again. So the next day, they get into two groups. There's the group that hangs out at the beach and the group that goes to the spa. So Gina, Tamara, and Emily are hanging out at the beach, relaxing in the shallow water, keeping cool, having some drinks. And Kelly, Shannon, and Vicky head to the spa where Vicky finds out that she has heat rash on her arm and won't stop talking about it. <laughs> um, so when Gina, Tamara, and Emily are at the beach and in the water, I'm sure they spend 
spend a lot of time talking about other things. But the only things that are shown to us in this episode are when they're talking about Shannon and how Shannon ignores everyone when it's not about her. And Emily asks Tamara, like, don't you feel that, you know, when there's a friendship, there needs to be like reciprocation? And Tamara opens up and says, well, you know, Eddie tells me that I'm her enabler. And the girls ask her, like, why? And she's like, because I feel sorry for her. She's sad. And it's true. Like, Shannon is really sad. And Tamara says, you know, every day Shannon wakes up with a new negative comment. And the divorce is just everything that she thinks about and talks about. But it's not just that. She takes a negative spin on everything. So later that day when Tamara said, hey, the girls had a really nice time dancing with you last night. She's like, well, I hope it was worth it because I hurt my ankle. and I won't be able to walk anymore. It's like everything that's said just gets really negative. So then um, Gina says, you know, she has some insights, and I think she's definitely onto something. She said maybe Shannon blocks out everyone else so that she can stay in her stagnant life and not actually have to move on and accept what's really happened to her. And um, that, you know, Gina thinks it would be helpful if Shannon freed herself and also made more authentic good friendships, that that could actually help her. And I think that Gina is definitely onto something. It is shocking to see Shannon behave how she's behaving. I don't know if it's, you know, edited this way to show all of her negative comments and how she doesn't appear to show any interest in others. But at the same time, Tamara should probably be talking to Shannon about this, not to Gina and Emily. And uh, you can tell as the episode goes on, Tamara's getting more and more frustrated with Shannon. And that's definitely not helpful because Shannon is definitely oblivious to this and doesn't seem to know what's coming, uh, which it looks like next week there is a big blow up. So later in the episode, they all go rafting. We find out that Gina is afraid of murky water, which is a fear I have not heard of yet, but seems to be quite well-founded because you don't know what's in murky water. And they get into twos to go on these rafts, and Shannon you know, looks behind her at Vicky and is like, hey, do you want to go together? And Tamara's definitely offended and annoyed by this because normally her and Shannon pair up whenever it's time to pair up. And so, you know, she ends up going with Kelly. They have a great time. They're laughing. They have this drinking game. Anytime their guide says, Yaman, they take a drink, which is like basically every 30 seconds. And then they stop at this place where there is a rope swing where they can take the rope and swing into the water and emily because she's badass gets on that rope and swings and dives into the water Um, some of the other women go on but they don't get in the water and uh, it's just emily and Tamara that get in the water and they just talk about how nice and cool and refreshed they are so when they are done with the swinging they just want to sit and you know enjoy themselves for a little bit and shannon and Vicky, meanwhile, have been at the bar drinking red stripes, talking with the bartender about their relationship problems. And when they're done, they just want to get back on the bus, especially Shannon. She is so hot and she just wants to get into that air conditioned van. And the other girls are kind of like, okay, but could you wait a few more minutes? You know, we're cool. We don't really have a problem. Why don't you just jump in the water and then you'll cool down? And Shannon's like, I want to go on the van. So 
you can see Tamara's getting more and more annoyed with Shannon, and she's not really sharing with Shannon how she's feeling. And in her confessional, she says, you know, I'm frustrated, and I'm going to blow, and it's not going to be pretty. Well, that's what we have to look forward to next week. I personally feel like Tamara is totally in the right to be frustrated by Shannon, but it does not serve her well in her friendship to kind of bottle up all of her emotions and then unleash them on Shannon when she's least expecting it. I think there are other ways that she could handle this and, you know, she could have you know, even months ago, even probably before filming started, said, hey, you know, you've been kind of negative lately. I know you're in a bad place. Like, what can we do to get you in a better place? Sometimes I feel like you're not really paying attention to, like, my issues, and I know they're not the same as your issues, but I'd appreciate you listening a little more. You know, something like that. But, of course, that doesn't make for great television, and so it's much better for us if she bottles this all up and then unleashes on Shannon next week. Let's get into the Real Housewives of Dallas. So unlike the Shannon and Tamara debacle going on in the OC, where only Tamara is frustrated with Shannon, the issue between Leanne and Deandra goes both ways. They are very frustrated with one another. And in last week's episode, we heard... You know, it ended with Brandy telling Leanne, you know, I don't think you're being honest. I think you're really unhappy. Why aren't you getting married? Deandra's also bothering her. Why haven't you set a date? Is, you know, Rich being unfaithful? You seem to lead separate lives. And so we begin with uh, Leanne and Rich wedding planning. Now, this seems a bit staged, doesn't seem very authentic, because they're talking about details of a wedding, but normally when you plan a wedding, and I have not done this, but it seems like the first thing you do is try and find a venue and a date. And until you have that, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to plan other things. So... It's a bit odd that she's kind of going on and on about, well, what am I going to wear? And what are you going to wear? And, you know, all how many people are we going to invite? And, and not actually have a date set. So while Leanne and Rich are talking about their wedding, she shares with Rich that she's been having some issues with Deandra. And there's this juxtaposition where they keep going back and forth between Leanne and Rich talking about Leanne and Deandra to Deandra and her mother Dee talking about Leanne and Deandra. And Dee is just fantastic. What an amazing character to have on this show. This mother is ruthless, but you can tell she's been through a lot. She really loves her daughter, but you know, she doesn't put up with crap and she doesn't sugarcoat things. So when Deandra sits down with her mom, it starts out by her asking some questions about the business because as we know she's planning to take over Dee's multi multi-million dollar skincare business and it becomes pretty clear that Deandra doesn't seem to really understand how this business is run and I'm definitely worried about it I feel like she could run it into the ground and there's not a whole lot Dee could do to save it and <laughs> then she starts going into some of the issues with Leanne. And she frames it as, you know, she's concerned about Leanne, Leanne and Rich, something seems to be going on. They haven't set a date to get married. You know, I'm, I want to help her. And we finally get some backstory to why she's behaving this way. She opens up in her confessional and says, I was 
engaged to someone else before Jeremy and he wasn't very good for me and Leanne didn't like him and I didn't really want to see it. And she's kind of alluding to the fact that maybe this is a situation that Leanne is in and she's trying to be a good friend by helping her out of this situation because she knows what it's like. So Deandra tells her mom, you know, I'm just trying to get Leanne to be honest with us. And Dee responds, maybe she doesn't want you girls to know what's going on. Ever thought about that? And Deandra says, but, you know, it's okay for her to talk about me and how I only have $200 in my bank account. And he goes, well, I don't know. I only have 50 cents. I don't give a dog's rip. And this is just amazing because her whataboutism that Deandra keeps doing, well, it's okay for her to do this. It's like, stop changing the subject. And in the confessional, which Dee looks fantastic in, by the way, she's wearing like all bright pink. My grandma, who had very similar hair, definitely used to dress that way. And it just makes me very nostalgic. And Dee says, you know, it's so sad that you can't have these women in a room together where they enjoy each other. And it's clear that Dee has a lot of fondness for Leanne and really doesn't want to see Deandra throw her friendship with Leanne away. And Dee says, you know, the relationship that Leanne is in is between her and Rich. And, you know, you don't need to keep participating in it. And this whole push, 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 push. And Deandra says, you know, I was doing it out of care and concern. But, you know, now it's all being twisted. And Dee's like, quit being concerned. Get concerned about running this business. So I think Deandra just needs to take a step back listen to her mother, spend a lot more time focusing on taking over the company than on Leanne's relationship because it is not going to go anywhere good. Listen, we've all been there. We've all seen our friends be in a relationship that we think is less than what they deserve. But you know what? If they're happy and if they say they're happy and if they're not being abused or hurt or neglected, then you should just keep quiet and wait until they figure it out themselves. And you know what? Maybe they won't figure it out because maybe they actually are happy and you're wrong. And it's just not worth doing that. It's so hurtful. I don't know why Deandra won't let it go. So then we move over to Brandy and Stephanie. We see Stephanie hanging out with her sister who's visiting. They're giving Stephanie's dog a bath. It's super cute. And you get a little glimpse into what Stephanie's life was like growing up. It sounds like they had a really simple life in Oklahoma. They didn't have a lot of money, but they had a lot of, you know, great family and values. And, you know, Stephanie is is in this life of luxury, but I don't know if she fully feels like she fits in. And it's just really interesting to see. And then you see Brandy and Brian grabbing lunch and they have their baby Bruin with them. And at one point, Brian holds Bruin. And while he's holding him, Bruin goes number two. And it gets out of the diaper onto Bruin's clothes. (laughs) And, you know, it's just probably a moment that every parent can appreciate. And they're laughing. But then I was very shocked when Brian handed the baby to Brandy to go take care of the situation. Did anyone else notice that? (laughs) I was just so shocked. Brian, take your baby, bring him to the bathroom. You can change him 
and you know get the clean diaper and all of that like you're the baby's father why are you hand like brandy is home with the kid all the time changing diapers you can't do it at this like one blowout that happens at the restaurant please definitely knocked some points off of brian in my opinion um then we see carrie and she is opening her laser center which she spent all this time working on and they laser everything from faces to vaginas and there's all these vagina jokes that all the ladies are making but to be honest it looks really awesome it's brilliant business opportunity that Carrie has put herself in. She seems like she's an unbelievable nurse. She makes her patients very comfortable. And it sounds like they cater to, you know, wealthy society in Dallas that are just trying to stay young forever. So they have an opening for this laser center and all the women are invited. And so in the beginning, Deandra and Leanne step aside to have a private conversation. And Leanne starts out what I think is a pretty rational argument. She says, you know, I don't talk about your marriage and I want to be there to make it happy and support it. And I just, I want the same from you, Deandra. I don't want you to be talking about my relationship. And then Leanne brings up how Brandy keeps making comments about her relationship. And those comments that Brandy is making, she clearly got from information from Deandra. And Leanne says, you know, please keep information to yourself. I don't feel safe with Brandy having that knowledge. She hasn't earned it. And I thought this is the most mature thing I've ever heard Leanne say. She's articulating her thoughts and her feelings. She says she doesn't feel safe, which is great words to learn in therapy. And she's telling Deandra, please, I'm asking you, as my friend, don't share these things with a person who I don't trust. And Deandra doesn't react in the moment negatively. But in her confessional, she says that Leanne is just deflecting, which I don't think Deanne, uh, Leanne is deflecting, and that Leanne doesn't want to talk about the elephant in the room, so she's making Brandy the bad guy. Now, I don't know why, <laughs> after all this time, Deandra can't let go of that elephant in the room, which is the fact that Leanne and Rich have not set a date to get married. Just get over it. It's not your business. But all the stuff with Brandy, Leanne's making sense, in my opinion. Meanwhile, all the ladies are talking in another room, and they're having cocktails, and Cameron asks, you know, what happened the other night between you and Leanne? And Brandy tells about the conversation from her perspective, which is that Leanne was hurt when she said, you know, I think you're jealous of Deandra. You know, she's like married to the love of her life and she's so successful and all this stuff, which I mean, I'm sure Deandra's married to the love of her life, but all these other things that Brandy is saying, it's not like Leanne doesn't have those things too. They're both successful. They're both housewives on the Real Housewives of Dallas. They're both well-known in Dallas society and have, you know, businesses. Actually, it seems as if Leanne is a much smarter and uh, businesswoman than Deandra, who can't even seem to run a company that's already well-functioning. But that's just my opinion. So 
Cameron's like, well, how did Leanne react? She must have been upset. And Brandy's like, well, you know, she just said, well, what if I told you that adopting this baby, you just adopted this baby to save your marriage? And she's not really giving the full context of the conversation, which is that Leanne said, keep saying these things, but what if I said this other thing to you? How would you feel? Now, (laughs) full disclosure, Leanne should not have ever said that to Brandy. Even if she was looking for an example, you find a different example. You don't find an example that is that hurtful. And it was mean to say, even if she was saying, oh, but what if I said this? You're still saying it not okay. So Carrie and the others were very alarmed because they all agreed last season that families were off limits. You do not talk about people's husbands. You do not talk about people's children, that that is hitting below the belt. But I wonder, is Rich not considered Leanne's family? Because I feel like they're hitting below the belt with Rich. But, you know, that's just me. And Cameron in her confessional says, you know, I just don't see Leanne doing that. Like the Leanne that she knows is positive and moving forward. Meanwhile, Leanne and Deandra are still talking um, in that private room. And Leanne continues saying, I was upset that you brought Brandy to the event the other week. You were not as lit as she was, but like, I don't want that for you. And I think she's alluding to the fact that Deandra showing up drunk with someone else who's extremely intoxicated to a sort of society event isn't a good look. And Deandra points out that she's never been at a society event where she's acted inappropriately, which is true, it sounds like. And then Leanne throws something out there that she's never going to be able to take back. She says, whenever you're with her, meaning Brandy, all you do is end up drinking, which Deandra gets defensive. She's like, that's not true. If I'm not going back to work, I'll have a glass of wine. And Leanne interrupts and says, I'm not, I'm not saying a glass of wine. And then Deandra's like, oh, a bottle of wine. I don't drink during work, <laughs> which is just feel like that could have been edited out of context because it is so weird to say or a bottle of wine I don't drink during work like they edited it that way it had to have been I I don't know I kept trying to rewatch to look at the camera angles and see if it could have been spliced but I couldn't figure it out so Deandra again is getting more and more defensive and you can tell like she's not really listening and she's you know putting on her defensive mode and she's like are you saying I have a drinking problem and Leanne's like I worry that whenever you guys are together it's all about alcohol and I know that Brandy's under a lot of stress at home and she escapes through alcohol but I don't want you to be the one she escapes through alcohol with because you have a bigger life than that And then it cuts to a confessional where Leanne mentions that Deandra has struggled with alcohol in the past. Now, this isn't something that Deandra has never mentioned. So we don't know if this is just Leanne's interpretation or if this is something that Deandra definitely dealt with but doesn't want public. Whatever it is, it doesn't seem like it's the thing that Leanne should be talking about. If it's going to come up, it should probably come up from Deandra herself. So it seems really, really touchy. 
And at this point, Deandra is just seen red. She is so upset. She is hurt. She feels betrayed that Leanne is asking her about alcohol on camera, something that's definitely not going to make her look great. Also, we find out that this is really personal for Deandra because her father was an alcoholic and he committed suicide while drunk. We hear Deandra just crying, very emotional as she's recalling the night that her father killed himself, that he was drunk and he spoke to her. And about three hours later, she got a call at 2.30 in the morning and nobody wants to get a call at 2.30 in the morning. And it was that he had shot himself in the head. So this issue of alcohol is very, very touchy and very personal to Deandra. And Leanne has to know this. And so for her to bring it up in a casual way, kind of alluding to the fact that Deandra might have a problem with alcohol, not actually saying the word alcoholic, but really, I don't know, alluding to it is not a good look for Leanne. I just feel like she could have handled it very differently. But then again, if she handled it differently, we wouldn't have the season that we're having. But it is shocking to me, again, to see two people who've been friends for 10 years who called each other sisters, for them to be doing this on camera to one another, potentially for storylines. I mean, I I know that Deandra sort of started it, quote unquote, by talking about Rich and uh, Leanne's relationship with Rich, and maybe he was unfaithful, and why aren't you getting married? But it doesn't make it good for Leanne to then say, well, you know, you might have a drinking problem. It just really, all of it is so, so sad to watch between two people that really cared about each other. I hope they're able to get past this at some point, but this is definitely, definitely a rough patch in their friendship, if not the end of. So that conversation definitely ends pretty abruptly. And Leanne, you know, is saying, well, I didn't say the word alcoholic. Well, Leanne, you didn't have to. (laughs) And uh, Cameron, who's wearing just the cutest pink dress I've ever seen, looking just as much like Nicole Kidman as she ever has, comes in and tells Leanne what Brandy had told all the other ladies while Deandra and Leanne were talking, which is, hey, Brandy told us that last week you told her that the only reason her and Brian adopted a baby was to save their marriage. And Leanne tries to explain herself as like, oh my gosh, like, you know, that's not what I said. They're twisting my words. But I think Leanne needs to be a little more careful with her words and her intentions because even if she's not saying, hey, the reason that you adopted was to save your marriage she's saying well what if I said that well it's it's not that big of a difference it's hurtful you're throwing it out there in the world and it's just it's not a kind thing to say you could have come up with a different excuse anyway so Leanne then meets up with all the women and feels the need to defend herself and clear her name and explain what happened from her perspective. Meanwhile, Carrie's thinking, this is the opening of my laser center. And while I know there's going to be drama on the show, like I also need to keep my clients. So please kind of hold it together. And Leanne says, well, Brandy, you just kept saying to me, you're unhappy, you're unhappy, you're unhappy. And I said, well, how would you like it if I said this about you? And then I used the adoption as an example. Then Brandy said, well, the difference is that 
my saying you're unhappy is my opinion, but you talking about the adoption, that is just throwing something really hateful out there. And it's an accusation. And then Leanne keeps saying, but I kept on saying, you know, how would you feel if? (laughs) And again, Leanne, like that's not an excuse. Like you said it, it's hurtful just because you're saying, well, what if I said this? It's like, it's, it's still hurtful. And Brandy in her confessional says, well, I was coming from a good place. And I just, I love Brandy, but I just, I don't think that's true. She was poking at Leanne, hoping that Leanne would break and do something wild. And I just don't think she was doing that out of the goodness of her heart. Because if you really cared about Leanne, you wouldn't say you're unhappy, just admit it, just admit it. Like that's not how a person who is coming from a good place talks. So at this point, Brandy and Leanne are having this epic stare down. Brandy is just, her eyes are piercing at Leanne. And Leanne says, you can stare me down all you want, but I'm not going to get ugly and I'm not going to break a glass. And Carrie, at this point, ends the conversation, says it's inappropriate to have um, at her laser center. So the evening ends, and everyone goes home, and Stephanie and Brandy are in a car together. Now, Stephanie is reacting in her confessional, and she says, you know, I don't think Brandy's blameless. Like, she said stuff to cut deep, and Leanne then said stuff to cut deep back. Like, they're both wrong. And when you're friends with both of them, you're able to see that. But when you're friends with only one of them, you're kind of blind. And Stephanie definitely hits the nail on the head. Like, this is it. No one is blameless in these conversations, in these issues that keep coming up. People keep doing things to poke the other person. Deandra's definitely not blameless. Leanne isn't blameless. Brandy isn't blameless. Nobody's blameless. So Brandy, of course, views herself as blameless and is saying, well, you can't teach an old bitch new tricks and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, this is what she's like. And it's all smoke and mirrors and saying, you know, she's like a broken record when she talks about Leanne. And during that ride home, she's like, you know, I was really excited about Leanne being a changed person, but, you know, it's all an act. There's a pattern with her, and she is who she is. And from where I am, it seems as if Brandy wants there to be a pattern. She doesn't want Leanne to be a changed person. She's constantly looking for Leanne to do the next crazy thing to have an outburst, and she's almost trying to provoke it so that it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then she's like, see, I told you she wasn't stable, and I've been nothing but positive and supportive of y'all's friendship. She's talking about Stephanie and Leanne are now friendly, and she's like... But I think she's really just trying to get back at me by pretending to be friends with you. (laughs) Not only is it like such a nasty thing to say to a really good friend of yours, like, hey, Stephanie, I think the only reason that this person is friends with you is because they're trying to get back at me. It's also so like narcissistic in a way and a bit paranoid as if Leanne is so out to get Brandy that she's going to pretend to be friends with people. I know Leanne has her issues. I know she's kind of quote unquote crazy sometimes, but I don't feel like she's trying to fake friendships to get back at other people. She could just use her hands for that, you know? And Stephanie is so taken aback by this. She's definitely hurt because she's also thinking 
am I not worthy of being friends with? Like, am I not good enough? You think she wouldn't want to just be friends with me to be friends with me? And do you think I would want to be friends with someone who's just trying to get back at you? So uh, we're going to see how this unfolds next week. It just, it's all so messy. Going back, like Deandra should let go of the stuff with Rich. She should apologize and she should stop pushing Brandy to do her dirty work and say rude things to Leanne. And Leanne, in turn, should not have blows back at Deandra. If she's concerned about Deandra's drinking, there's a lot of other ways she could have gone about it. And now she's thrown sort of the alcoholic term out there without actually saying it. It looks like she says it next week. That is a really, really harsh term. It's especially painful because of Deandra's history and her father's suicide. And then we've got Brandy, who just wants to see Leanne fail and go back to her old ways. And she keeps trying to poke her to see if the old Leanne will come back out. I mean, this is all so dramatic, but at the same time, these are real issues that a lot of us probably can relate to with friendships going through changes and trying to find ways to talk to your friends about concerns that you have. It's just, it seems as if these ladies are going about it all wrong, with the the exception of Stephanie and Carrie, who had a really open conversation last week where Carrie said, you know, I need to keep my mouth shut. I've been talking too much and sharing everyone's business. And Stephanie kindly, you know, agreed and said, yes, you just kind of need to stop doing that. So everyone else is kind of causing things to be really messy, but I really am loving the season of Dallas. I am loving seeing Day, Day Simmons, uh, and her confessional look and everything that she's saying to Deandra, just speaking some truth to her daughter. I just, I've never seen a mom on the show be as compelling to watch on television as Dee Simmons. I just cannot get enough of this woman. Anyway, if you have not yet watched The Real Housewives of Dallas, you definitely all need to get on it. It is the best franchise on right now on Bravo. The ladies are amazing, and they are definitely earning their paychecks. They are bringing the drama. They are bringing the fashion, and it is just um, honestly a joy to watch, even though this episode was pretty dark. Anyways, I hope you all have a fantastic week. A reminder, I will not be doing an episode next week, but stay tuned for a Halloween special. Take care, everyone. So that concludes this week's episode of Is This Real Life? Thank you so much for joining. Please be sure to subscribe on either iTunes or SoundCloud and follow on social media at ITRL underscore podcast. See you next week. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> Bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.